Yeah. I wanna be a billionaire. Uh, I ain't getting no sleep nah. till I see a million every week. Yeah. I wanna be a billionaire. Uh, I ain't getting no sleep nah. till I see a billy every week. Uh, I wanna be a billionaire. Billionaire. I wanna be a billionaire. Billionaire. I wanna be a billionaire. I ain't getting no sleep till I see a billy every week. I ain't gonna be a billionaire. How you doing? Welcome to another episode of Sleep is for Billionaires, the podcast. I am your host, Johnny Vegas. Now today, I got a special guest on my show, ladies and gentlemen, you're in for a treat. This man is an entrepreneur, a CEO, a designer of LFLS Shoes, ladies and gentlemen, the Dr. Daffa. Eric Jones. What's good, brother? What's that was good, a good man? introduction. You know what I'm saying? I had to get it right for you. I had to lay out the red carpet for you, baby. Shout out to you. Now I'm going to step on it with the shoes. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, that's what's up. Thank you for coming through, my brother. You I know, you. we met yesterday with my boy Billionaire. Shout out Billionaire. Shout out billionaire. You know what I'm saying? And I felt your energy and I saw what you had going on. I was like, yo, you're a great candidate to come on the show and Facts. talk about it. Facts. You know, so, uh, but yeah, man. So let's start from the beginning, my brother, because again, this show is about getting insider information for those looking to be in your position mm-hmm. so yeah. you doing the things you do at the age you're doing it at i mean not to mention my man's 24 24 year old entrepreneur sure. killing it you know what i'm saying i'm 10 years older than old boy you know what i mean <laughs> and i'm like yo i'm i'm impressed at 24 i wasn't doing what he doing yeah. so i'm impressed so again again it's about getting insider information from you so let's start from the beginning where you from so I grew up in Helena, um, Ar- Helena, Arkansas. I was a real poor, underrepresented area, uh, okay. southeast Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's where I'm from, and I went to college, University of Arkansas. Shouts out to the Hogs. Okay. Uh, so I majored in fashion there. Um, and then I-, I graduated in December 2016 and went full-time into my business um, on faith, you know, just hustling. Okay. That's what I wanted to do. And, and then I moved here to L.A. Uh, four months ago. So it's been kind of like from Helena, for-, for a period from Arkansas to L.A. has been like yeah. a huge transition. So, yeah, that's where I'm from. So we went to school, and um, yeah, that's when I just just moved here. So. Now, that's cool. That's cool, man. We kind of fast forward a little bit. I want to talk about the days in Arkansas when, you know, you were really, what what motivates you to get this dream started? What mm-hmm. made you want to get into fashion? And was fashion your first dream? Did you have other dreams prior? So yeah. let's start with that. So uh, in the beginning, I guess, I grew up in church, so that's how I kind of had my style and the dress shoes and okay. just the way I dress came from. So fashion kind of like just was always in my life, but I didn't really know that fashion was like a thing. Like you could actually have a career in fashion. Right. Uh, so when I got older, I figured that out. But yeah, we always used to dress nice. My mom was the first lady. My uh, stepdad was a pastor. I played the drums in church. Nice. So my look and my style comes from that. Um, and then the shoes, you know, that just sparked in college when I majored in fashion. Uh, and I read an article about a girl that started a shoe company. Uh, she didn't know anything about shoes. She just had connections and money. Yeah. And I was like, I don't got the money. And all that shit, but you know, can we go on this? Yeah, 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 I don't got the money and shit, but uh, you know, I, I'm 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 majoring in fashion. You know, I like shoes. I used to draw shoes, so let me try it out and just research and see and things like that. So it kind of fell into my lap, um, and I just fell into it. But yeah, growing up in Arkansas wasn't easy or anything right. because I had a poor upbringing and you know, of course, like a struggle of growing up as a kid because my grandma. She took care of me uh, while my mom was working two or three jobs to make ends meet. Right. And um, yeah, so, and then my grandma became bedridden and I had to help take care of her from like elementary to like uh, middle school-ish. And, mm. and then she passed away in 2010. Mm. Uh, and that was the first person that so passed I didn't hear that, on my journey. Uh, and I've lost my dad in 2013 when I got to college, my mom in 2016, mm. uh, right right before I graduated college. So that's the big thing uh, of my like story and my journey that I uh, inspire a lot of people through. Yeah. Just everything I've been through and the way I grew up. Uh, with rats, roaches, holes in the walls and shit like that. Yeah. And then coming to, uh, you know, L.A. and just living in my dream, you know, and uh, living in my purpose, you know, it's really, it's really a blessing. So, 
that's my. Nah, I, I hear you, and that story alone is very inspiring, man. Because for some people, like you know, God forbid, like losing my mother is my biggest fear, and the, Bro, and the worst case, the worst thing about it is. It's the inevitable. Yeah, you can't avoid you can't it. And once, avoid it. And I've lost so many, like three years apart, and it's like I've become numb to it. So, you know, I, I see, I get, I be, uh, become friends with people, and we become close, we become family because I was my mom's only child. Yeah. And I have 18 brothers and sisters on my dad's side because him and his wife had 15, right. and me, and then he had another uh, two uh, two daughters before he passed. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, she was my everything. And that was my number one social support, motivation. She helped me get my shoe company started. And she never got to see me sell a pair of shoes. So, mm. you know, losing her right at that point where I was graduating college and she didn't get to see me do that too. You know, that's one of the biggest things that motivated me to go full time into this shit because, you know, she she put so much into it and she did, you know, everything she could. And she started like supporting it like crazy, posting. She was happy about it, excited. And, you know, I feel like the baton was passed on to me for me to continue this and create that generational wealth that she, you know, sacrificed so much to like instill inside of me. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's a really, really big deal. Way bigger than shoes. It's more about reaching back, shifting the narrative, uh, creating generational wealth, and showing a different legacy. Path. Yeah, legacy, man, for real. Because I hustle for my last name, not you know, not not for people to just know. Oh, Eric. It's like no, I want them to know the work I put in, the people I've inspired, the people I help. You know, become millionaires and billionaires like me when I become that too. So you know, I'm, I'm all about reaching back and uh, helping community. So it's just that's and that's my upbringing, which a lot which helped that too. I'm right. Southern, so it's like mm-hmm. come out here. I'm that's talking to everybody, company, and yeah. I want to like just talk and just build relationships, but. You know, yeah, that's that's a, like a, a big piece of like why I do what I do and how I got into it, and you know the purpose and everything behind it. So no, that's cool as hell, man. And now, can you explain like you know coming up like you said in that upbringing, which was mm-hmm. very rough for you? How hard was it, or even was it hard at all to focus on a dream? You know, when you got the product of your environment going on around you, and, yeah. You know, was it easy to get distracted or discouraged, yeah. or did, were you always focused? Like, I didn't know what like, the hell I was going to do, to be honest. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking at, because most of the people I graduated college with, they're, they're still there working the jobs or, or robbing or in, in gangs, in the streets, mm. dying in jail. So, you know, I'm, I'm just grateful that I was able to grow up in a household that was like, it wasn't a strict household. Like, I could do what I want, but it's like, I've always wanted to be different. You know, I've never wanted to just fit in and just be that, that class clown or that or that street that street guy because like that was that's what was cool mm. and, and uh, in in high school and middle school uh, you know somebody told me once um, don't be cool for a day be cool forever you know so don't be cool in that moment when you're like in middle school and high school when you see everybody that's cool sagging and you yeah. know, cracking jokes and being like bullies or whatever whatever it might be that you see around you you know you got to step out of that and um, I feel like not a lot of people got to do that and I didn't really either until uh, high school but just me growing up in church and just having like a, that the, where I was rooted at. You know, I'm not a, I'm not a, the biggest like Christian or religious person, but just those roots that that stuff that was instilled in you. You know, unconsciously you live by certain things. Um, so yeah, it was just instilled with me. My mom, her character, my stepdad. Of course, he had his flaws, but he's still like a pastor, and they and they expect you to act a certain way. And you have a certain family image, you know. So yeah, I was just I just wanted to make make my mom proud. You know, I I knew going to the streets, I saw what that led to. So I was never that person that was just like, yeah, let me go out here and and get it this way. I was always a hustler, a worker. You know, my stepdad instilled that in me. My my dad did because he had his own his own mechanic business and stuff. So, yeah, it's 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 in my blood. So I I had no other way to to go but you know the positive route. You know, and I feel like you know me that I just love it. I love what I do, and I'm it's a blessing for sure. I can't I wouldn't have it any other way. Absolutely you know, not. I mean, this is obviously taking you to the promised land. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, so. it's like true success. Like being able to show people what true success looks like mm-hmm. and then going through that process and showing people you don't have to go to negative shit 
uh, in order to, you know, live through that Succeed, process. Because yeah. I've never sold drugs. I've never, you know, been in any gangs or, you know, did anything that's like just negative. Everything has been like positive, you know, and, and right. positive leads to, you know, more positive. You, you receive what you give off. So right. I, just, I just always want to give off positivity and always want to show people a different route versus what we box ourselves into, like basketball, football, rap, you know, selling dope or mm-hmm. this and that. The, the storyline that we have for all the successful black people is like, that's that's not true success, you know. The true yeah. success is like, oh, this this positive route to the top and you, you don't have to flash your money, but you got a black card or, you know, mm-hmm. you don't got to take a picture in a jet, because you, but you got your own jet, you know. Right. It's, it's different. It's a different lifestyle, you know, that I'm trying to promote the market. No, that's it's good, man, because I actually had this conversation yesterday with a, with, a, with a previous guest and we were talking about how the media kind of steers the narrative on black people and, and how they're depicted to be when it comes to, you know, uh, them just being thugs and mm-hmm. drug dealers and all that, and that's what they showcase a lot on TV, which makes people further assume yeah, that yeah, they're yeah. all like that. You know what I'm saying? When it's more than that, you got uh, real estate uh, entrepreneurs like Jay Morrison killing it. You oh, know, he cool. Those, he though, he's really, he's yeah, really you know, but those stories aren't being told. I mean, he's telling his own story, but as far as the media, they don't and reach Hollywood, the masses. You know, they don't reach the masses. Correct, yeah. correct. You know, so steering the narrative and you taking ownership in mm-hmm. that. Um, ownership and that how do you say that purpose mm-hmm. you know is 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 a good thing it's great yeah. you know and just you know the more you continue to push that the more people that feel the same way will follow you and you all grow together yeah facts, facts. you know what i'm it's saying a big part of it. it's a really big part of it yeah man definitely even the legacy part you're talking about about mm-hmm. working for your last name you know it, it, it i feel like that that type of mentality we're just becoming aware of it like in, in, in yeah, this day are. and age but that was something that was instilled in you know like white people's kids back in the day and back oh, back yeah. back in the day and it's like I, I, I hate that we kinda caught on late mm-hmm. or you know, our parents or our parents' parents caught on late, but you know, I'm just glad we caught on. Yeah. But why do you feel like that why why we caught on so late to that? I don't even feel like it's we caught on late. I feel like we lost it because you, you if mm-hmm. you remember, you know, Black Wall Street, you know, that was that would have been a billion trillion dollar like just community today, mm-hmm. like or maybe even more if that could have lived on and then we would have always had that in our mental like yo we got our own shit we don't need anybody else but when that was destroyed and we were allowed to shop with these other people mm. you know and go into their community and invest in their stuff we lost the the uh, seeing the value in ourselves you know because even if i my business if i say my shoe costs 500 and somebody says oh i got these louis vuittons they cost a thousand they're gonna get those first because of the brand like image mm-hmm. and value you know so we devalue our own selves and i feel like we we are we already had that instilled in us but somewhere along the lines after that uh, that happened, you know, we, we kind of like lost it. Even if you look back to see like the image of black people back then, you know, everybody suited, booted, top hat, you know, ladies in nice dresses. So, I mean, we come from that. We are kings and queens. We come from that. Mm-hmm. But we lost it. Uh, and, th- and then some people are like, oh, this is our culture. You know, why are you, why are you like stepping away? You trying to like fit in with this and that? Or why are you trying to be white? It's like, bro, it's not. It's like we literally came from being suited. And being dressed up, having a dope ass lady right next to us, like in, right. a, in, a, in a dress. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why? It's it's not trying to be something else. It's trying to, it's trying to bring that back and recreate it and mm. make that shit cool again, you know? Because mm-hmm. that was that was it, you know. Anytime we walk down the street, you know, people look at you like, oh shit, he got a suit. Where are you going? Or why you got that on? It's like it shouldn't be like that, you know. It should be like they shouldn't expect you to have on jeans, jays, hat on backwards, big t shirt. They should yeah. expect you to be suited up and booted because that's 
that's what it's about. Like it's a, it's a lifestyle. Well, I mean, so. again, that that goes to the product of your environment and the, yeah. the, where you're at, you know. Because if you're in the hood or whatever, you come out of suit. It looked like you either going to church or came for court. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, but if you yeah. if you like around here where we're at, it's it's the norm because you know it's a lot of business people around here. So yeah, I guess it, it is an environment, but I, I feel like the community as a whole could adapt to it more because it's it's not even like considered. Like when people see me in this suit, they're like, "Oh shit, I want to try that out." He look cool, you know, mm-hmm. in this suit. So it's like actually, even my dress shoes, you know, they're not the conservative dress shoes that you would see people wearing to court mm-hmm. or or like just to to church or whatever. It's like really making dress shoes like stylish and cool and fashionable again. Mm-hmm. Or, because like people, I've had people say, "Oh shit, I'm gonna put the J's down because shit, I can. I feel like I can really rock these and yeah, like, be yeah. fresh." So yeah, it's it's really just making that bridging that gap, I guess. No, that's great. You're doing a great yeah. job, man. And I'm excited for my people to see all your, your inventory you got out there. Oh, and um, so let's talk about that, man. So tell me about when you decided to start, you know, the shoe line mm-hmm. with dress shoes and, you know, the plan that you had set forth. Yeah. So uh, it was my junior year of college. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, I read an article and, you know, I never really wore tennis shoes. So I was like, you know, I got to I got to step into something that, you know, I can I can really live this lifestyle. Because mm-hmm. if you own a business and you don't wear your product or you don't live the lifestyle of your brand that you're promoting, I can't trust you. I can't support you. Yeah. because like that's it's like false. it doesn't it's look like, like you believe advertising. in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't. You yeah. Know? You got to live a lifestyle. So. Um, so, yeah, that's how I got into it. And I told my mom, I was like, no, I want to, you know, be an entrepreneur. And I knew it was something more to life than just, you know, that day-to-day struggle and, you know, just uh, letting someone else determine, you know, your success or your level of success you can right. reach. So uh, entrepreneurship popped up and I did more research on the shoes. And uh, like I said, I told her I wanted to do it. And she was like, oh, you should wait until after you graduate college and get a job. And, you know, get, she wanted me to get into that cycle, yeah. the normal cycle that everybody gets into. Yeah, security. Yeah, yeah, you know, and it's really not security. So it's like, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but I convinced her, you know, after I did more research and she started, like, you know, getting credit cards to help me get my samples and, you know, start production and, mm-hmm. you know, do some photo shoots and stuff like that. Uh, little, little small things. And from there, you know, I just I just took it myself because after she passed, uh, people, when I promote that and I market, people are like, oh, shit, he got like insurance money, blah, blah, blah. After they die, I'm like, yo, I ain't get shit. I got like yeah. $4,000. And that wasn't enough to finish paying down on the production that I had first started. So right. I put that into into that. I had $0 living off credit card for the all 2017. Mm. My first order of shoes came in four months late. They were lower quality than what I wanted. They were defected. You know, I ended up throwing away 60 pairs of shoes. Um, so yeah, it's been a, it's been a long journey. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of like the beginning of it. And of course, the LOC and all the legal stuff, the mm-hmm. EINs and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I figured all that stuff out myself uh, from Googling, asking people. And, you know, it's not really that hard to start a business. People think it's like the end of the world. Like you really got to like go through a lot of stuff to start a business. Like, I guess no, because they only focus on the end result. They don't yeah. focus on the beginning, which is mm-hmm. really minimal. Like starting an LLC, like what, 120 bucks? Or yeah. Copywriting the name, getting a logo done, getting a website. Open you... a bank account. And it's like really simple. You know? Yeah, it's, it's, it's literally under $1,000. You could start a business like on mm-hmm. paper legally that yeah. you own, you know, but... And maybe man hours thinking of a name. <laughs> like, yeah. that's, it's not really that difficult. And outside of that, just just really having... It's, it's really all about faith because, like I said, I come from nothing. I had nothing, but I, I'm building something. So doing, right. more, doing more with less has, has been, like, my thing since day one. Um, and you really got to see that. You got to see that end, end result. And it's just like taking a trip. So say, for instance, you know, you're taking a trip to New York and you're mm-hmm. driving. Right. You know where you want to be at the end. Like, the end result. You know where you're going. You know the destination. But you don't know what's going to happen on that journey. You could get a flat... You can run out of gas. You can have to take a detour and, t- and go to sleep because you're All tired. Type of stuff. You know, you never know what's gonna happen in that journey, but you know for a fact I'm headed to New York, and mm-hmm. I know, like we know for a fact, we headed to the top. Yeah, billionaires mm-hmm. sitting at the table with kings. 
but we don't know what the fuck is gonna happen on that road to that shit. Yeah. And if you don't have faith and just know for a fact, like I'm, this is where I'm headed. This is where I'm gonna be. And whatever happened, whatever obstacles, whatever roadblocks, whatever like police stops, whatever flats, whatever like potholes, anything, you know, I'm just I'm gonna keep going because I know for a fact, like this is where I'm headed, and I know I'm gonna make it there eventually. So mm-hmm. let me just keep going. So yeah, that's that's been the big thing on me. And when I'm, yeah, and when my mom passed, I, I said her at the top of the list of the worst thing that could happen to me. Yeah. So that's like anything else that happened on the journey. And that was the biggest roadblock. So it was right. like after getting through that, it's like nothing. <clears throat> no, I, I I I could agree that that would be the worst thing that even happened to me. That's crazy, forget. bro. That's crazy. You know, so now so now you talked about you know being at the end result and going through this journey, but not knowing what what roads lie lies ahead. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that. You know, on your journey, have you encountered any challenges with pushing this product, and how did you overcome them? Yeah. So like uh, investments, for example, finding money, even. Like me being okay with going into debt and and taking that risk, you know, on myself, whether it's getting a loan from. So your um, rate, you were raising capital. Not not even raising, bro. I just like just bootstrapping and getting out the mud. Really, like if I could mm. go to, um, I took a loan from Credit Karma. Mm. I took a loan from um from Stripe recently. Uh, I had a loan from a guy that came along once to help me out because I had nothing after I got that first order because mm. I was like down and out. So just really, it's been. People have been crossing paths with me and uh, and telling me information or, or allowing me to tap into their pockets and stuff just to keep me going. And I feel like that that also shows that I'm I'm supposed to know what I'm doing because when you get to the point where it's like, damn, how I'm make how I'm make rent, and then something happens like you make rent, it's like you should just I've just become that person just like, damn, I know it's gonna work out because you know it's always worked out for the past yeah. three years. Um, so that's been a roadblock, of course, like investment and just funding, um, getting support from your own people. That's been that's been a challenge, but I've gotten through that, of course. Um, because I'm still here selling shit. <laughs> right. Um, what's another challenge? Just just anything with doing... Funding is like the biggest challenge, to be honest, because a, a lot of brands have money to invest in marketing and, you know, giving free product or paying influencers or being able to travel or get boosts at uh, stuff like Magic and trade shows and different things like that. But I've been I've had to think outside of the box. Um, and one thing that I did to think outside of the box with marketing and reaching people was getting featured on a lot of black uh, business pages or black excellence pages. Okay. So create memes... And making those like headline news um, has been my thing that's helped me, you know, consistently grow and keep sales and be able to live. And then also getting features on a lot of different platforms through my story mm. uh, behind my business. So it's really been, it's been a lot. It's been a lot. But that's that's like the top, like funding. Because, yeah, I got to have funding to do ads and travel, set a boost, do this, do that. No, that, yeah, no, I mean, that's, I think funding is, funding is always an obstacle for someone, but yeah. when you, when you put yourself in a position to think outside the box, you'd be surprised how much more solutions you come up with without money. And I appreciate mm. not having that money too, because mm-hmm. it shows me how to like maneuver and make shit happen without having it. Because if I had too much money, I would probably like, I would have probably lost a lot of money to this, at this point right now, because I'm not like seasoned, I'm not vetted, I'm, I'm yeah. not like, I haven't learned enough. To know how to like even handle money or or have a good amount of money and sit on it and wait for the right you know opportunity to come when I should spend it. So, you know, I really appreciate my upbringing because I learned how to do more with less and you know stretch a dollar and, and make shit happen like that. Uh, so yeah, I, I really appreciate that. That's awesome, man. So tell me, where do you where do you see this shoe company going? What's the what's the five year goal? People always ask that, and I feel like the five year goal could happen tomorrow. Okay. So I, I never really stretch it out. Too what's far. the ten year goal? I, <laughs> happen next year <laughs> but no like the biggest goal for sure is to um uh go global I'm gonna, i want i plan on like opening up for international shipping next year um introducing more women's shoes i'm gonna do heels mm. uh replacing gucci fendi prada louis vuitton like actually stepping up to that level because 
uh, it's harder for a black business to get to that point because we don't see the value in our stuff. Mm -hmm. So, of course, I'm going to open up my marketing and reach out to different um, and start to reach different demographics of people uh, from different backgrounds. Um, I want to open up a open up a showroom. And it'll be like a destination space with like mm -hmm. a cigar lounge, real chill, like creating a vibe and uh, you know everything like that because brick and mortars are dying out. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you create a destination space where it's like, oh, come just chill, vibe, get a haircut, smoke a cigar, have some have some cognac, mm -hmm. uh, and the shoes are just to the side that you want to look at. Right. So yeah, creating a space like that, um, and then also the shoes have allowed me to. That's been the vehicle. So you know my story is the biggest part. So actually, me being a person of of influence and being that like idol that, that mogul in the community to to go speak here, speak there, like kind of like billionaire dudes, you know, yeah. you know, to speak a lot. So, you know, I speak on a lot of panels and um, and I do a lot of motivational, inspirational speaking uh, at different events and uh, and things like that. So that's going to be like the really bigger part of, of what I do. Uh, but yeah, I feel like the shoes will eventually go global and they'll be on every red carpet and on everybody's feet and they'll become that shoe that's like, yo, you got to have these shoes. And if you don't got these shoes, you ain't, you ain't, really you ain't, doing, doing, it. You ain't, you ain't doing it right. Have you aligned yourself with like you know like some celebrities like having them wear it and reposted like stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, I've had I've, I've aligned and then a lot of stylists reach out to me too on Instagram, um, but you know I, and I get I get support from some too like Anthony Anderson's cool mm. he has a pair uh, Tasha Bates Lockhart she bought a pair like a while ago um, who else do I know yeah um, Eamon mm -hmm. Snowfall he has a pair he's really cool we're working on like yeah. we're working on a partner, partnership for next year that's cool on a shoe that's um, my guy Eamon Joseph man yeah, he's cool shout people. out watch him on Snowfall out. facts facts uh, he's cool people I, I know a lot of people but when it comes to like actually getting celebrities to rock your stuff it, it's kind of like it's that challenge of like okay I'm not gonna give you some free shit because I value my shit too much and if you mm -hmm. go, if you're gonna go buy Louis Vuitton you're gonna buy my shit too right um, you but got I kinda it I kind of budge with like percentages or if it's like a huge celebrity I'll try to work something out, but I'm more so, I've started to push you to the side for pulls, mm. uh, for like special occasions with styles and stuff like that. So I've done some pulls, like Brian J. White has some, Amarion did some shoots in them. Um, who else did some shoots in them? A few other people did some shoots in them. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not going to name drop like everybody, but I've been, I've been, um, I've been getting, you know, the right placement and I've been here for four months. So, you know, I don't really be too pressed about it. You know, I know what'll happen when it's supposed to happen. Absolutely. And, uh, and the right people will gravitate to it and, and shop or, or reach out for partnerships and things like that. So I just take my time with it and try not to be too pressed about it. That's cool. Who are some of the designers you look up to that you emulate, your, that you get your style from, or that you kind of like took a little from here, took a little from there and made it your own? I really don't have like a, a favorite designer because at the end of the day, I'm a designer, mm -hmm. but I'm not really like in the fashion world, like a like a big time designer, like people that know all the history of Louis Vuitton, all the history of Gucci, like they know all the designers, all the shit they went through. And I'm more of like that person that has this, this I'm a creative, but I'm a businessman mm. and I have a story. Mm. So the creative part is big, you know, because I can design a, a dope shoe, but the business side is like, okay, I have this dope shoe. How can I market? How can I create a platform for me to speak about what I really want to speak about mm. and inspire and reach back, you know, mm -hmm. and help others. So. That's the bigger part. So I, I mean, I look at I can look at shoes at Aldo, and and Kohan, like the smaller brands, and I, well, not smaller, but like the brands that aren't like luxury. And mm -hmm. I can also look at Gucci, and like I can look at Louis Vuitton, get inspiration. Uh, but I don't really have a favorite designer because it's like, like hey, I, I don't really. Yeah, I, I guess because you're not, not really, you're on. not really on the fashion tip. You're just on the shoes. So it's like because the shoes are fashion. Yeah, yeah but they, they are, are fashion. But that, you know, the people that like the people that not to interrupt you, but the people that I interview that are in fashion mm -hmm. that do clothing, they answer that question. When I ask that question, they drop names, this, that, yeah. and the third, because I guess they emulated their style because in fashion, it's usually more clothing mm -hmm. versus 
just shoes. You know what I'm saying? Not saying there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, just of course, saying of course. those who are in fashion when it comes to clothes, they have a different outlook than yeah. you have. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because I'm like I said, I'm not that I'm not that person that even my personal style, I don't I don't say, Oh, Dapper Dan, I got my style from Dapper Dan. Because mm. it's like I ain't know who these people were. This, right. this is just who I am. Yeah. And then the shoes that I designed, like my first shoes I ever designed, that's just off the top of the dome. Like I like loafers. So let me just like make a loafer uh, silhouette and let me add little details that I want to make. And that's it. I didn't really look for like Gucci or Louis Vuitton and be like, oh, that. Because I didn't know what that was. I come right. from Arkansas. I don't know. Nah, I, would, I wasn't even like exposed to like fashion. So it's like, it's crazy for me to come from Arkansas and be in like luxury high end fashion market. Yeah. But I don't come from that. I wasn't around that. I didn't know that. So. Nah, it's so crazy. you can't really it's speak crazy. on yeah, it. It's, it's funny you mentioned that, but Dan, because your style kind of, you know, it, it emulates him. That's why I asked. I thought that's what you would say. That even with Doctor Dapper, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I thought People it was a, a little resemblance. I would there. talk shit to him. But to be honest, I, honestly, I you should, you, <laughs> you should get with him. him. I think a nice collaboration between you two. A collaboration be would be cool. Yeah, it'll be, cool. it'll be essential to your career going forward and to his because. You know, his style is different from yours, your style is different from him, but together you could achieve so much more. Yeah, fair. you know, so you should definitely reach out to him. I even tag him on this so he can uh yeah, so he can see him. this. Y'all tag him too. If y'all wanna see us work together, get some shoes, you know, make yeah, some work happen, dapper dance. Dapper dapper dance. No doubt, brother. Well, um, you know, I want let the people know where they could buy your shoes, where they could follow you at, where yeah, they could follow sure. your personal and business page, let them know everything, man. Yeah, we go we go hit Instagram with Instagram my personal is the Dr. Dapper, you spell out doctor and dapper, um, and D-T-H-E. Um, my company page is LFLS Shoes, so L as in like, F as in father, L as in like, S as in son, and shoes. And the website is the same, www.lflsshoes.com. Uh, and from there, you can find everything else about me, YouTube channel, business uh, events, uh, anything you need to know. And reach out if you need any uh, help or advice with uh, business, branding, social media strategy, anything like that. So yeah, that's me. That's where you can find me. Awesome, man. And what does LFLS shoe stand for? Like father, like son. Like father, like son. Where did that name come about? Because I want to have the same shoes for the father and the son, and now like the mother and the daughter, like the flats and stuff. So I'm going to scale down my loafers and everything, and I'm going to introduce boys' shoes uh, next year. So it'll be like a unisex deal I'm going to do, because a lot of women like my loafers. So that's a a plug. That's an early plug. I'm I'm scaling my shoes down and uh, starting at size four. Mm. And so when they can wear them and kids can wear them and uh, the whole family can like, you know, wear the same shoe if they go to like a an upscale event because it always falls short for shoes with the kids. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Well, you guys stay tuned for that and stay tuned for more episodes to come of Sleepers for Billionaires, the podcast. I am your host, Johnny Vegas and my man, Eric Jones. Thank you for coming through. Appreciate it. Dr. Dapper, look out for the shoes, LFLS shoes on Instagram. Stay tuned for more. Uh, stay tuned for more episodes to come. Thank you for watching. Have a good night. We don't sleep. Never. <sighs>